is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergeff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. I'm happy to be in studio here in Wilmer all week and joining us via the telephone because he's a busy guy is the uh, director of golf over there at uh, Eagle Creek, Renville County Commissioner as well, Greg Snow. Uh, joining us, I think I'm catching you on the road today too, aren't I, Greg? Yeah, Todd, aren't we all busy? Yes, we I are. I mean, everybody, everybody's just living that life. But yes, <laughs> I, I will be on the road today. I got a meeting here at the county, and then I'm heading to Olympic Hills for a little four-ball event. Ah, that'll be fun. Uh, four, so you have a teammate then? Yes, I don't have to go solo here this early in the year. I got a uh, my buddy Jack Laurel that I can lean on. Yeah, good, excellent. So uh, off to Olympic Hills, a fairly nice golf course, I've heard. Yeah, it's really nice. Actually redesigned, I think, four years ago. A lot of work put into it, a lot of trees removed, uh, deep bunkering, um, widened out some fairways, really made it, um, lengthened it. I believe that they've been trying to work on getting some bigger, bigger events out there. They had a big amateur event last year, but... The course is getting better and better over time because whenever you have those redesigns, things are, things are firm and hard, and now things are softening up, and it's becoming a lot more playable. It, it's fun. We play there every year for the same event. Hey, you guys hosted a big uh, high school invitational, the the uh, Cardinal Wildcat uh, invite. Uh, now, was that, that was a Thursday-Friday, or was that a Friday-Saturday event? Friday-Saturday. Friday, okay. they were up at Little Crow. Saturday, they were at our place, and these yep. four kids just keep getting bad weather. It was... Uh, I think low round was 73, and I would say, Todd, I bet there was under 10 players that uh, that broke that broke 80. It was just yeah. that difficult of conditions. Yeah, wind and, and uh, wetness, it hasn't been a great spring at all for us uh, so far this year, but fun to have all those kids. What, 16 teams, I think, so you did, there was plenty of golfers around. Yeah, 116 golfers the first day, and I believe it was down to – 105 or something the second day because of all the proms that were going on you know ah. prom season two yep. and that was also they didn't get great weather for that so uh been a rough winter for these or rough spring for these kiddos and uh, the golf baseball softball it's just been tough to get them in yeah that's for sure prom season uh were you a, a, a you were a dad uh for prom kids as they came through high school did you go to prom when you were in high school Never did. I went to a small Christian school. Yeah. I was uh, in the class of four. I'm pr- quite proud of that. I finished fourth <laughs> in my class. Oh, very good. And yes. uh, so we we never did prom, but I have had to do some things, and I also had to be a chaperone for this one down here for Bold, and that was a 12:30 a.m. to 3:30 a.m. ordeal. Uh, so I'm still recovering, Todd, from that uh, mess up of sleep. You you were on the po- one of the post prom uh, hosts, were you? Yeah, yep, I had to deal, uh, I was one of the roulette dealers, <laughs> uh, nice. you know, it was where the kids can get up chips and then they buy TVs or buy tickets to get a TV or something like that, so we had to provide some fun. You have to turn the energy on, and it's hard at tw- at 2.30 in the morning. That's for sure. All right, let's talk NFL draft. I haven't had a chance to talk with you uh, since the Vikings selected Jordan Addison out of uh, USC, a wide receiver with that first-round pick. Will Levis of Kentucky was there waiting for him, as was Hendon Hooker. We heard a lot about Hendon Hooker being a possibility. Nobody thought Will Levis would be there 
with the 23rd pick that they might have to trade up if they had him in their sights. Apparently, neither one of those guys were they really that interested in. It was more of a media creation, apparently. Yeah, it's interesting. I had some buddies that said that they were third-round grades, both Levis and um, and the other, and Hendon Hooker. And mm. so he probably was proven right a little bit on that, that these uh, the, the hype was more than the actual. And obviously the hype, too, about um, – about C.J. Stroud's terrible cognitive test, well, that didn't go very far because he was picked second. So we can't trust anything that these media people say, Todd. And I know we're in the media, and so it's maybe people can't trust us either. But the bottom line is it's all smoke and mirrors until the actual picks. Vikings obviously wanted this wide receiver because there was plenty of defensive options available, and they didn't go linebacker or anything, which I wanted them to do. But I think Addison was high on their list, and – I don't even know how to feel about it. Linebacker has been devalued, though, very similar to running back. Nobody's taking inside linebackers or anything like that very high in the NFL draft any longer. They feel like they can find them throughout the draft. After all, Eric Kendricks was a second-round pick uh, by the Vikings. And, you know, they have plans there. They're bringing Hicks back, and they've they've got some other guys. I know they like Asamoah uh, from last year as well. The only reason I wanted them to take a quarterback is because it's more exciting to talk about a quarterback after they drafted sure. in the first round rather than a wide receiver, although, you know, kind of on the smallish side, uh, the wide receiver, but clearly they felt like uh, that uh, K.J. Osborne maybe wasn't the answer at the number two spot. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't have drafted a guy in the first round. Rumor has it, Todd, that he was uh, he was number one on their draft board at that point. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, let's trust him. Let's believe that, right? Well, his first comment up there of let's get paid, that did not, that, that screamed. Who was that wide receiver that we picked? Uh, uh, boy, he was out of like Virginia Tech bunch of years ago and he just uh, couldn't form a complete sentence and I thought to myself I'm like oh no and he didn't last very long with us uh, Laquan Treadwell remember uh, that yes, name yes I hope Addison isn't Laquan I, I pray but when your first comment is let's get paid oh that doesn't sit well with the fan it, yeah I don't care about that uh, you know that's that's, well, that's that's style over substance I know you're more of a style guy than I am I'm kind of more of a substance guy he could talk all he wants as long as he's out there producing uh, you know we, we, of course when you're the Memphis Grizzlies and all they do is talk and then get eliminated in the first round that'll shut you up pretty fast we'll see if Addison has his kind of uh, humbling moment I'm guessing he will uh, at some point but I guess that doesn't that doesn't really bother me that much. That's how they talk uh, today. It's, it's you know, you're, you're sounding a little bit like an old fuddy-duddy when you say that, honestly, I am, Greg. Todd. <laughs> Todd, I am. That's true. And I'm glad that you can ground me on this because bottom line is I do read into those comments. Yes. And I don't like hearing them. And I, I'm like, you haven't proven anything, big boy. Yeah. Just shut your mouth. Be grateful the Vikings picked you. And then now... Look at Jeff- Justin Jefferson. Three years later, he's going to be holding the bag that he can barely carry yeah. because he's proven it on the field what he can do. Todd, what's your feeling about this Jaron Hall? Had you had heard of him before? I, I had. I, of- yep, I've, I've seen him play. Uh, he's a career backup. Uh, you know, I, they did not draft Jaron Hall to be the successor, I don't believe, for Kirk Cousins, uh, unless they feel like they can really develop him. But what did he go on the fifth round or something? So uh, I'm not anticipating that the Vikings just drafted Kirk Cousins' successor, honestly. Yeah, I don't think he did either. I mean, fifth round is those. I mean, there's 
Tom Brady story just doesn't happen all the time. No. Uh, Tony Romo is another one that comes to mind. I think it was an undrafted free agent. Get, get within um, the last 20 years, though. That's that's 20 years ago that those two picks happened. Uh, is there one recently of a lower pick? I, I suppose you come back to Russell Wilson, but again, that's 12 years ago on the third yeah, round. And Dak Prescott would be, he's a third-round pick. Again, you could have yeah. some of that. But we're talking fifth-round picks here. Yep. Every team had a chance to draft them. Nobody did. Yep. Um, I agree with you, Todd. This wasn't. And so then I go back to, then it's a waste of a pick. You might as well try to take a flyer. Take a flyer on a defensive player because we've seen some defensive players turn out to be something special late in the round. I mean, that can happen more so than a quarterback. So, I, I'm not sure what Quasi's doing, my friend. I, ha- I, I have to say I lost a little trust in him after this draft. Wow, off him already. We haven't seen a single play, well, not a single practice from a sing- one draft pick, and you're already writing off the draft? That seems a little harsh from you. Normally a fairly is, positive guy. It is harsh, Todd. You're right. But, again, everything that they do, the trust barometer either goes up or down. And now – when they didn't re-sign Cousins here this year, obviously for me, my trust barometer goes up a little bit. Like, okay, you're finally starting to maybe understand that you can't win with him because of how high pri- how high he's paid versus what he gives to the team. So we got to start looking at stuff. So again, we'll see what happens next year. We'll see if we can trade ever trade the farm to get high enough to get Caleb Williams. I don't know if that's possible, but that's what it's going to take because the Vikings are looking like another. Eight to ten win team, don't you think? Uh, yeah, because I feel like last year's thirteen wins, they were a little lucky to, to get that many wins. Yeah, I I would say that would be the case. That I don't have coming out of this draft, it didn't change what my expectations would be uh, for next season for the Vikings. Uh, the only thing is, I don't think they're going to be able to come back from thirty one points down again and twenty points down. I think they did that twice and come from double yep. digits down how many times uh, to win games and. In part, uh, you know, then, then the Cousins backers will say, see, Cousins brought him from behind. And the Cousins detractors would say they wouldn't have been in that hole to begin with if it wasn't for his bad play in the first half. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. The draft for me doesn't move the needle. We do know, though, that uh, Kwesi, uh, Adolfo Mensa, they didn't have a great draft last year uh, because their top two picks were both injured the entire season. So they're supplementing right. this year's rookie class with Booth and Seen from last year who hardly played because they were injured all year. So if they come into camp healthy this year, it's like you're getting another first and second round pick because they didn't get anything out of those guys last year and they still won 13 games. I do agree with that. I mean, that's a very good point and that's a good take. And again, you'd hold judgment. But again, the people who are quasi full quasi detractors are saying, well, here's another bad draft. Well, we don't know on both of them. But again, I go back to if, if this dude from BYU isn't your successor, what are you doing? You already have Mullins under contract. He can, he can be the backup. That's what you need. Mullins isn't going to be your guy to carry the torch forward. So, again, I don't understand the player. Now, if this kid turns out to be a starter, I'll eat my words, Todd. But I agreed with you. I don't think that's the idea, and the, that was never the goal. He might be a career backup and a kid that can run around and make plays with his feet. I guess he was really impressive when they interviewed him. Yeah. They kept asking him, you know, about these wide receivers running bad routes, and he would never say anything bad about those kids. Yep. He would always say, well, i got to be better, and i got to find it. i got to read that he did this. And they were really impressed by the way he handled those things. Yeah. And that is, those are the things I like. Like you're seeing how I mentioned about Addison saying, well, get me paid now, baby. 
you know, or however he said it. Um, I, I like that. The fact that he was humble enough to say, Hey, I got to make a play when my receiver fails. So I, I don't know, Todd. We're all speculating, right? We yeah, don't that's know how right. this is going to go. No. You're guessing. I mean, everybody's guess is as good as anybody else's because bottom line, we don't know how anybody's going to develop one way or the other. Yeah, that's right. And and what I say, too, that I don't think they drafted a cousin's successor when they took Hall on the fifth round. Maybe they do think that. Maybe they think they can develop him into their next starting quarterback. Uh, you know, it's just I don't personally uh, think so. Why would he have lasted that long? But, uh, you know, Mel Kuyper had Will Levis second on his board. He thought he was going to yep. go second overall, and, and he slid all the way into the, the second round. Will Levis himself said, well, I'll be drafted by the Carolina Panthers, no, overall number one. We, we, we knew that that wasn't going to happen, um, but uh, uh, still, you know, so he, he was a yapper as well, so I was uh, fine with them not taking him because they, they – you know, that's their judgment that it would have been a reach to take him, uh, you know, at that point in the draft. So uh, anyway, we'll see how it plays out. Like, we don't know how this is going to go. Let's let's wait and see at least the first, uh, you know, spring training with the new guys. Right. And Will Levis is targeted right now to be QB3. And that's, yep. that's yep. really a developmental first pick in the draft. Yeah, developmental quarterback. So, uh, yep. uh, yeah. So anyway. Uh, the Vikings uh, draft wraps up. Uh, the the wild season came to a close since I was on the vacation all week in Arizona uh, last week. Uh, the Timberwolves season came to a close. I'm not surprised at all at the Timberwolves losing that series to Denver. A little more surprised that the Wild kind of rolled over and played dead against Dallas. Well, the NHL is so weird, Todd. The Boston Bruins, who set every record and yeah. every record in the world this year, got ousted last night yeah. uh, by the Carolina Panthers after being up three one. The Colorado Avalanche, who are a team that is just faster than anybody, they got ousted last night by the Kraken. The NHL is so unpredictable. Literally, that's the sport where you just get into the playoffs and do something. Well, unfortunately, the Wild have not been able to do anything. No. And I saw some comparisons that every Wild fan who grumbles at the Timberwolf fan, they need to shut their mouths now. The Wild have, <laughs> become, right. the, Wild have become the Timberwolves. That's who they are. And they just can't get out of the first round. They have these good seasons. Now, again, the Timberwolves haven't had these great seasons in the past, but in the last two years, had these good seasons and then come up short in the first round of the playoffs and don't advance at all. This is its really depressing. We are a curse. I saw a stat, Todd. You probably saw it too. In the last 30 years, uh, not one of our four franchises have got to the conference finals. Fish. Yeah, well, uh, of those two, right, the Vikings have been to the conference finals uh, uh, a few times during that time, uh, but without without winning anything. But the Wild and Timberwolves, you know, just, just the one time in the Kevin uh, Durant era where they, you know, the only two playoff series wins happened to come in the same year uh, with Garnett back in the day. So, uh, but yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I think I saw that wrong, Todd, because you're yeah. right. The Twins, I don't think, have since 91. Yeah. And... You're right, but the Vikings had with Brett Favre and with yeah. So I, I must have read that wrong, or that was stated differently. Maybe it was like twice that the Vikings had been to the conference finals, yeah, yeah. Uh, or whatever we call it in the NFL, the championship game, the NFC yeah. championship game, yeah, yeah. But still, still, Todd, yeah, we are a cursed, cursed fan base. Yeah, maybe it's our fault. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. You need to cheer for other teams, I guess. But uh, that, that's why we have so many Packer fans within our borders is that the Vikings keep letting us down. The uh, Aaron Rodgers trade did finally happen. Not surprised at all about that. Did you see that? how he reworked his contract so that they could actually fit him under the cap this year? 
Oh, I did not. It's funny you said that because I think that was part of the holdup. And so yep. I, yep. I should have been keeping an eye on that. But uh, I was shocked at how little Green Bay got back. But I guess setting that salary was a big win for them as well. So maybe they didn't need as many picks or players as they thought they did. Let's just get that salary off the books. Yeah. So no, I didn't. I didn't look at it at all. Did you? Yeah, he he restructured it so he's only going to get one point two million dollars this year uh, against the cap, uh, but a hundred and five million dollars next year. So there'll be some oh there'll be some restructuring of that deal uh, after this season. Oh but but they had to do that to to get him in under the cap. So uh, Rogers agreed to it. Million next year. One year against yep. the cap. Yep, next year. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, <laughs> there'll, there'll be some. There'll be a restructure of his contract uh, coming uh, next year. You can you can bet on that. He'll want some assurances that he actually is going to get that money. So I would again, I would guess they'll be uh, negotiating that throughout the year. Uh, and uh, you know the Timberwolves. We we kind of talked about them a little bit, but. You know, and then Anthony Edwards, you know, he shows some more emotional immaturity, swinging a chair around uh, after the loss and hitting a woman and injuring her. And now the Timberwolves and Edwards are getting sued. And, and it's just kind of the, the end of the season for the Timberwolves could not have been much uglier. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. that There was uh, a lot of things that went south. And then I heard this one. Finch says to the press, I wasn't comfortable with our offense all year. And I just slapped my hand onto my head when I heard that, Todd. And I went, well, isn't that on you, the coach? Can't you change the offense? I don't understand what we're doing then. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I mean, my head just explodes when I hear these things, Todd. And yeah. I, I know they're just words, but you're right. The punching of walls, the punching of teammates, the slinging of chairs um, basically leads to where do we go from here? And uh, I, I don't have a great answer other than I'm on I'm on move Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, that's that's where I want to go this off season, and let's go forward with the other guys. I'd rather move Gobert, I guess, if it were up to me. But we know that's not going to happen because they'll never come anywhere near what they gave up to get him. So uh, right. I, I I just think Towns is a lot more versatile player, and if you can move off of Gobert, then you can sign uh, uh, you know Reed uh, Nas Reed to to stay with the team because he's a pretty good backup. You're a smaller team then. Towns has to go back into the middle and battle with those gigantic centers again. But at least you're a better offensive team. I saw that the in the 31 games I think it was that Towns and Gobert played together. They had an offensive rating of 106.5. That would be the worst in the entire NBA, the the worst offense in the entire NBA when Townsend Gobert both played uh, in a game. So when you say that Finch, and I didn't see those comments, but uh, when you say that Finch says I wasn't comfortable with the offense all year, to me, that's a veiled shot at Tim Connolly, the general manager, president of basketball oh. operations of the Timberwolves, for telling uh, Finch that, well, here's another gigantic man that can't move very well, figure out an offense. So, to me, that's a veiled shot at Connolly. That's a good take, Todd. I uh, I don't disagree with that. Is Connolly going to take the Washington job? Well, we'll know in a minute. Uh, it, they won't wait all, all that long to, to find out. We'll see if the if uh, A-Rod and, and Lore decide to let him out of his contract. But uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Connolly decides he wants to move. He, uh, I think he tried for that job previously when it was open. So, you know, because that's his home area, that Washington, D.C. area. But, yeah. Hey, Greg, we're all out of time here. Thanks so much for the time, as always, and travel safely today. 
Thanks, Todd. Have a great day. Greg Snow joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.